Who do you think Arnold is? Well, I've got a theory. Could be Bernard. A robot Bernard. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Could be Dolores. He hid himself inside a massive robot mind. Yes, I've got a theory. We should podcast fast. Every week, a new hot take. We cannot take them back. Welcome to Westworld Theories, where we discuss the latest and greatest in the world of Westworld. Uh, This week, we're talking about the last two episodes of Season 3, and isn't it an exciting time to be a Westworld fan? My name is Jacob Burrows. And my... Yikes. My name is Jim Scampoli. Is that the system keeping you down, Jim? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I was... Well, I was just caught reminiscing. I was almost like a host when someone presses the button and they can't move and they're frozen i'm just reminiscing about the days of like who's arnold ah the yeah. days <laughs> yeah honestly that intro also made me like <laughs> we used to have fun on this podcast um yeah sorry everybody uh, who wants a fun uh, discussion about westworld i think it would still be a fun discussion but i didn't enjoy how this uh, season ended did you jim no not really and i feel like this is it's like the stages of Westworld. It happens. It's it happens every time, season mm-hmm. one, two, and season three. Again, you you always go through these stages of Westworld, where you're like, "Hmm, this is interesting, huh? Yeah, I wonder where they're going with this. Oh, that's where they're going with this." And then by the finale, it's like, "Was this show ever good?" And now I'm really thinking, like, I'm even because even Westworld, I, I've dug a little bit into articles and stuff and even like westworld fans there's articles that are like uh you know the the disappointment of westworld or where did it all go wrong and um i believe it was not on vanity fair maybe it was on vulture it was all about reminiscing about the good old days of season mm-hmm. one and picking up all the easter eggs and going on reddit and arguing and breaking down all the scenes and and how great it was and and how now it's like still okay but not as good but my argument is almost like i don't know if it was that great uh sorry to go there already but i don't know that's that's just my opinion well we were there uh from the get-go you can't say we're not day one fans of westworld true and so we have we have a whole podcast chronicling this as we go through season one and i believe my position like because we were on the reddits and we were like in tune with everything uh being discussed outside of the show and you floated these theories past me like what if william's the man in black and i was like that would be bullshit and it, <laughs> it felt like it would be bullshit because it would be like a it would mean that the season was built just to have this reveal rather than just to have a satisfying story um and i don't know it, it definitely worked the way they finished it better than it's done in later seasons but yeah. i was pretty down on on a lot of stuff in season 1 as well but i did feel by the end like yeah they got it together sort of thing but it's just more of the same and it's it's not as I, it just the flaws that were already there in season one are grossly apparent to anyone watching the show even the super fans i think now yeah and it's such an interesting trajectory of this show in general um and i guess it ties into the like the novelty or the shine of game of thrones in a lot of ways because 
Westworld was like teased during some of the height of Game of Thrones. And then it was premiered like post one of the seasons where Game of Thrones was still thought of as this great thing. And then it was it was yeah. also kind of pitched as this like this is the next Game of Thrones. And then the opinion, the mass opinion, I mean, you, the listener, you have whatever you took away from it. But the mass opinion of Game of Thrones was highly negative by the end, at least online. And then Westworld with their long breaks and then just kind of the frustration of, I guess, the average viewer. It doesn't have that event viewing, especially when everyone's right now locked down in quarantine. There's a lot of shows that are like getting that quarantine bump in a way. Like, I mean, obviously like Tiger King or some other stuff, but for a show that like, it's felt like everyone was talking about at the beginning, at least in my personal circle, like by the time Westworld three was rolling around, everyone's like, Oh, LOL. What Westworld? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. Uh, You know, most people had already given up in season two, like even before the ending, we were still hangers on. We were, we were still there. Um, and I don't know, again, bring up Game of Thrones. I can't fully blame Game of Thrones, but people did turn against that. And I guess they'd already turned against Westworld. Plus, remember in this season when they had Game of Thrones <laughs> in oh, the yeah. show? That was definitely like a, a before we turned kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know how South Park, they make every episode in like a week. So mm. they're able to stay on the pulse and current. I feel like the two year gap really made them like, we'll put dragons in it and everyone will love it. No, yeah, no, they did not <laughs> didn't love happen. It. And, and we'll put uh, by the way, in before... it as well. Everyone loves them. <laughs> Who's in it? Sorry, uh, D and D. Yeah, the D and D. Yeah, video. yeah, yeah. They are in it. Um, again, definitely before all of uh, the last season there went down. It feels like uh, before I forget. If you want to hear us discuss Tiger King, a show we really enjoyed, just uh, go to showswhatyouknow.com. You'll find our coverage there. Uh, we've split up the feeds a little bit differently, so uh, you'll find that one on the feed that's just shows what you know. So that has the general shows, and then this obviously is on the Westworld feed. Don't worry, you can still find everything at showswhatyouknow.com. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So if I can go through some of the things I came to realize towards the end of this season, it just feels like I made a note at first that was like, Caleb has no personality throughout. But then I was like, actually, no one has any personality, maybe except Maeve. Uh, But she I'm not sure if she has a personality or just has an accent. And she does call everyone, uh, you know, sweetheart, peaches. And I'm pretty sure that's the extent of her personality. And none of the other characters have any personality at all. Am I wrong, Jim? Uh, well, it could be argued that Dolores has multiple personalities. I feel like she doesn't have any, but they have, they have like things they do, which I suppose is like, you're supposed to reveal a character through action. So it's not bad per se, but like everyone just gives these long speeches to each other. The dialogue isn't believable. Bernard is literally like he, he is a robot. He's not even like any different from. You know, and I, he may as well be one of those construction robots as far as personality. He yes. doesn't do say or do anything. Like he, I used to be cheering for Bernard, but like there's nothing going on. He looks at us with dead robot eyes, and I'm like, I know you're a robot, but isn't the whole point of this that robots are like people? Why aren't these people more like people? I don't yeah. know. No, I agree. And like going back to Maeve, like I was rolling my eyes and annoyed in the last scene when she's like, well, darling, it's a new world or whatever the fuck. And I was really, I was even having the thought of like, when did they decide that's her thing that she always does? You know, like it's not that interesting. 
and it's it's just grating to me at this point, especially because I liked Maeve as a character, but um, this season it was more about like they they were just like sidelining everyone to put him to like position them in these positions, but the journey yeah. to get to these positions wasn't great. Uh, like especially, I mean Bernard. I mean I guess there's so many, but. Bernard, like, what was Bernard doing this whole time? It, and he was just kind of showing up, I guess, when he's supposed to show up. Except that one time when they're like, "Oh, he's here early." <laughs> and but well, yeah, he's he had the key in his brain all along. But like, I I said from the start, I don't give a shit about this key. I know Maeve yeah, does, no. and that makes sense. Yeah. But then like, why? Who? I I get I I did. The problem is not that I didn't understand it. For anyone who listens, to this, like, no, you didn't get it. Like, because I'm. I think, all right, I think the key was Sirach, maybe Sirach wanted the key, right? And he wanted it because he would be able to recondition his outliers more effectively with the information from the park. I think that was the thing. Because he had all these people frozen on ice, you know, and yes. including his brother. And it was like, if he had the extra data from the park, it was in Bernard's head, along with the key to the sublime, which they started calling it, this other digital world where all the hosts' consciousnesses are. Yeah, robot um, heaven. Robot. I just call yeah, it robot, robot heaven. heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Robot heaven. It was in Bernard's brain, so, like, they wanted that, but, like... Yeah, what did Bernard do? He went to the island. I don't know. What did any of the characters do? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, especially um, because, like, the only problem with it is that they didn't make it interesting, at least in the realm of, like, Bernard could have maybe just figured out that, like, wait a minute, like... Although I guess we've already been down this path as well. Because because Bernard's whole thing was that he was doing what he's supposed to do, at least according to Dolores' plan. And there's nothing that's going to turn me off more in a story than when everything is always going to plan. Even when it's like seemingly like random shit happens. But they're mm -hmm. like, nope, that was also part of the plan all along. We knew it was all did you like? <laughs> did you like when uh, Dolores died and then Caleb went and revived another Dolores? Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Well, and, you know we haven't seen that before. <laughs> exactly. Like even oh, just, just where to start? But because yeah, Bernard, all Bernard did is he kept like he kept just bumbling around with stubs the whole season, and then they try to pretend that it's an endearing like buddy cop at the end. When it's like, ah, Stubbs, they're gonna put you in the, they're gonna put you in the bath here. You're bleeding out, and it's like you're a robot. You're not bleeding out. There's nothing wrong with you at all. And then it's like, fuck you, Bernard. Ah, no, fuck you, bro. This is what we got. Stubbs didn't need to exist. Um, <laughs> well, if we could talk, sorry, for, since we're on Bernard, like let's talk about this. He saves William, right? That was at the end of the oh, yes. episode six, right? So see, episode seven. Um, and eight, like end of episode seven, uh, William says like, I'm going to shoot you guys. And <laughs> yeah. Bernard's like, we might need him. <laughs> and now if he says that at the start of a, a, a season, and then there's some episodes between where they go grow closer. And then at the end, William's like, ah, I had to turn on you. No, you know, I warned you like, and they're like, uh, but I thought we'd grown closer. Oh, well, nah, it's literally the next scene. He's like, I found a gun. So I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Like I literally just told you. And Bernard's like, oh, oh no. Uh, initiate Dolores murder sequence or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it, it was comical how quickly it got to the point where he had to, yeah, he had to go up to them and say, I'm going to kill you. 
So you better just, he's like, look, you just, you just kill me because I'm going to fucking kill you the second I get a chance. <laughs> and Bernard's like, we might need him. And I'm thinking, for what? Yeah. What do you need him for? Uh, what is your goal? So, like, what do you need him for? I don't even know. Stop Dolores, I guess, from destroying the world. I think you already failed, probably. And you're totally right because it's not, like, you could almost buy it if there's some more time where they've bonded a little bit because they're not even keeping an eye on him. <laughs> He's wandering around like away and they're just having their own private conversation. And then, the, yeah, the camera pans to like a guy laid out with a gun. And then, of course, you know, William's got the gun and he's like, oh, just, just like I said, haha, surprise, bitches. <laughs> I told you I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And like speaking more generally about what did Bernard do this season, I feel like he did exposition and that's pretty much it. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that can be said for a lot of characters. Uh, it's like they have expositions uh, and then they have fights without stakes and then they have more exposition and then they have fights without stakes. So they're just talking about things that will happen or has happened, explaining. And, and then they have twists where they've already like telegraphed everything so much that like all the reveals are as expected. Like, granted, you're not going to like have every detail in your brain beforehand, but you're like, I just assumed that was the case already. And now it's a reveal, I suppose. You know, I just felt like there were countless of those moments. Yeah. And I was going to say that since Bernard was like kind of fulfilling his own programming, that maybe he, they would explore that. But I was like, oh, no, that's all they've ever explored with Bernard is him being like, am I me? What am I? What am I doing? So I guess I'm kind of glad he wasn't being like, oh, yeah. am I just fulfilling Dolores's plan? <laughs> And then well, we were doing that with William instead, where he was like, am I me? Yeah. And so on and so on. <laughs> and then, I mean, because this, the thing they have, though, with like, I guess, like just focusing on Bernard, when he meets his Arnold's wife and it's supposed to mean something, but that doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, I guess uh, it, it means something to her, but we've never been with her. Like, what is this supposed to what is Bernard getting from that moment that? we've like he's been missing um well i suppose it, like i didn't mind that scene but it was like why did he go to that house i guess because it was arnold's house and he was looking for dolores and he found her instead so that kind of makes sense but yeah i, I guess he had an emotional go? moment there but he doesn't have any personality for the rest of the seasons or he doesn't talk about or think about his son so you know whatever i mean i guess arnold can have more than one houses but didn't we already go to arnold's house and that was where uh, they maybe i don't know i thought that's why he showed up there I don't know. <laughs> no no i think you're right I, it is true i mean he just showed up there because they told him that he should go there uh mm. and gave him the Through case the showrunners Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, not to bring up a show that probably no one remembers, but I was getting Dirk Gently vibes because that, that show was all about how, like, Dirk Gently is, like, existential and understands chance and the way things work and everything goes to the plan. And that's this. Everything goes to the plan. I mean, at least they have this thing with the Rehobomb. But the thing I was also wondering is, like, Rehobomb is this super AI, and Dolores is easily hacking it all the time, no matter what. Uh, and I guess it's because she's got the blood, or she's got the Delos, or she's got the money, and she's Dolores. But she's constantly hacking it all the Wait, time. What do you mean that she's constantly hacking it? When is she hacking it? Because it's like, I understand that Dolores is supposed to be this, um, uh, like an outlier or whatever. But like they still know, like the the AI still knows what she is and knows she's a host. But like, how how are there not moments where 
the AI is like ahead of her and kind of cutting off her plan. Like everything goes exactly to what her plan is. Why is she smarter than the AI that controls everything? Yeah, well, I, I I see what you mean now. I thought you meant like actually hacking it for information or whatever, but you mean yeah, like I just mean she's kind of hacking it in terms of like showing up at places undetected or you know doing things where like there's there it was never like a cat and mouse game. It never felt like a cat and mouse game of like ah shit, Dolores is like had a had a was gonna do this, but then Rihu bomb stepped in. Um, no, you're right because there's so many scenes of Dolores like. <laughs> killing a guy on the street and caleb's there like what should we be doing this out in the open it's like yeah. it's fine i've hacked all the security cameras or whatever and like yes. but it, it feels like all the, the things that pop up on the circle where it's like oh we found something that happening that's not supposed to happen here feels like the system never takes any action based on that but i suppose the system is acting through Sorak. that was i suppose the only uh, semi-reveal that I didn't mind that like he's literally said everything he's saying is what Sorox is uh, sorry Rehobam is putting in his brain that was uh, that was good I thought um, but, but I would yeah, think that was- it's a super AI it could like act through Sorox but also it's doing all kinds yeah. of other shit accessing pink schematics uh, yeah you think so work. yeah um, and, and, and also that's just another like we- this is like more of a nitpick but like Throughout the show, they're trying to... Well, actually, before I get to that nitpick, back to Dolores and her plan, even meeting Caleb was all part of the plan, which annoyed me so much. So, like, even that seemingly thing in the beginning of the season, when it felt like maybe someone got the one-up on her, it was, like, part of the plan. Like, I guess, yeah, she sent the, the mission to Caleb, and then Caleb was in the spot where he's supposed to be, and then she let those guys shoot her. Uh, so that he could find her in uh, that state where he could be Captain Savaho and and save the day. But then even again, like the crime app, am I wrong? And the explanation was the crime app was being used by the AI so they could like capture up uh, the outliers. You're correct. That but, is the case. But then Dolores is also using the crime app, I would have to assume, unless she just knew um, that Rehobomb was going to send caleb with the crime app to the location that she needed to be well yeah it's either that in which case you think like yeah she got shot on purpose or massive coincidence given that she'd already picked him to be the guy who's gonna lead the revolution which is another thing with caleb the fact that he has no personality that's like he's gonna be a, a figurehead of the movement but i i i guess that's better because dolores is looking to like kill off humanity so i guess that makes it okay uh but yeah no he really has no no personality throughout him i love aaron paul and i i think he you know does fine acting except it's just like his role is just to follow along and even at the end when it's like everyone's calling him sir and she's like every revolution needs a leader but it's so clear that he's a puppet throughout and he's he like takes orders from the solomon code and then at the end he's like I decide we all have free will and erase the system like Dolores wanted you to. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really feel like free will. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it was very much uh, between the end shot and the sir. I was getting very, I was getting fight club vibes and like Mm. uh, Dolores is like Caleb's Tyler Durden. uh, Because basically it was all just set up for him to be the figurehead. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah, my other nitpick was that 
you know, they're pitching this idea of uh, civil unrest and like the world's going to shit because the way, you know, they've used the system to give information back to the people and the people are like, fuck this, except it comes off as like a low budget. I don't want to say student film, but like super low budget film, because every other scene, the streets are fucking empty. There's no one there. Like even going back to um, earlier episodes when it's always like conveniently empty all the time when shit's going down. And then it was just way more apparent and like annoying to me that they'd have these confrontations at the bridge and there's no one around. And then they'd go to they go like two blocks down. Then there's like a riot going on and like kind of a in my opinion, shitty looking riot. Like I didn't I never got the feeling that like the world was uprising it was always these yeah. pockets and i know they pay some lip service to that of like move the riots around uh, blah 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 like and that part of it is like people are really pissed off and part of it is like these hired you know fake protesters which you know who i guess uh, is hitting on that real world stuff like people arguing about fake news and if uh civil unrest is real or manufactured it just never it, it just never felt like big to me and, and then you... I think the problem is that the chaos that erupts, it doesn't actually impact anyone who's inside the actual story. Yeah. It's pitched as like, it's just the plebs who are not characters. So we're basically, we're seeing William drink a $20,000 bottle of scotch while we have like some shadow play on the glass walls and some low like, and people going like, oh, it's chaos out there. It doesn't feel like the end of the world. And then you have like... Uh, a deserted gas station, the one where William grabs like the shotgun and, and turns on them. Except, like you said, all the streets are fucking empty already. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't feel like uh, it. Like right now, the world we're living in feels like more like the end of the world than this does, if I may say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it just it felt like that made it feel off. It made it feel like because this is a show that's very meticulous with its like design and world. And, and it was almost too meticulous because everything was so clean when we were dealing with our main character characters, except a couple times when they'd, you know, uh, easily walk through the chaos and nothing would affect them. So yeah, I, I mean, except for Marshawn Lynch got that shot that time. Um, because when, when they're like, we need to get in that helicopter, you know, the futuristic one. And Caleb just starts walking towards it like it's fine. And then a cop for a second's like, hey, you. And then tries to shoot him. And then he shoots and he shoots another guy and then just decides not to shoot again. Like, I, I would assume their guns, like, he could shoot a few times. And I guess, like, eventually they have a thing where it's like, well, no, he's dealing with more unrest. But it's done so weird that it feels like there's plenty of time for other cops to be like, Hey, don't take our helicopter. And that yeah. just leads into my other thing is that the action on this show is so sus. It's so yeah. amateur and not exciting or well done, which is bizarre because I do think a lot of like the look and feel of the show is well done. Like it feels like a not too distant sci-fi and they got like nice visual cues and stuff like that. But the action, I mean, it's been this whole season, not just this, uh, in my opinion, is not well choreographed and not exciting or there's no tension. I guess part of that is because it's always robots fighting, so nothing's going to happen or matter. But either way, like it's not thrilling. 
Yeah, I think I picked up more on that. Uh, maybe you just influenced me and now I want to think like you, Jim, my hero. <laughs> yeah. um, but you mentioned this in another episode about the action and I definitely thought more about that in the later half of the season, like looking at some of these scenes going, all right, because I, I definitely think more about what you said about, you know, the robots. They're, like I said, there's fights without stakes over and over again. Um, but the fights in themselves aren't exciting either. Uh, like the way it's put together usually I, there are some that I didn't mind when um, the, you know the second time that Maeve and Dolores fought when uh, Maeve had a sword and she had a gun that there was some slightly cool moments there I thought mm-hmm. um, but it's just like how am I going to be that engaged with this fight when I saw you have like a super badass fight last episode where one of you died and now you're back literally the next episode you're having another big fight and yeah. at the end as well it's also the the motivation behind it is so sus like we said it's just placing characters in these different situations and talking about why that's justified until the end where Maeve's like oh darling I was yeah, blah 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 and then <laughs> starts being on Dolores' side like which is what would have made sense from the start except she was threatened like it it just feels a little convoluted and then like we said like I don't believe for a second that Dolores is dead so like there's definitely like 18 Dolores is out there still so you know whatever (laughs) well um there was like kind of a telling moment in the post episode I think it was episode seven when they had their first fight and I think, I don't know if it was Evan Rachel Wood or Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton plays Maeve. Evan Rachel Wood plays Dolores. But one of them in their, like, talking head actor interview portions was like, you know, here we are. Like, we finally have this, like, meeting of these characters. And, you know, we thought they were going to team up, but we're fighting. And and it's almost like, yeah, kind of everyone almost thought that in a weird way. It definitely felt like a showdown. Uh, in other times, like whether it be, you know, previous seasons or something, it did feel like maybe it was going to build to a showdown. But it also like to this point, it felt way more convoluted that like, I, I guess it's just more <clears throat> that Maeve's motivations didn't feel as true um, to be this, you know, minion of Ciroc. I get that he's like dangling this idea of her daughter and robot heaven in front of her. But going back to our, our criticisms we brought up a few times, if maybe if Ciroc wasn't such villain villainy guy, it would have made more sense that Maeve is like fighting for him. But then they were also like pitching this idea of like, she has no side, darling. You know, she's she's all about her, which I guess... But it just didn't. I don't know. It, it didn't feel. It didn't feel like it should have been. I guess. I guess she wanted to see her daughter in robot heaven. But I also feel like, and they thought it was in Dolores, and she did until the end when she found out it was in Bernard. But also, like, if she found that, couldn't she just have said to Dolores, like, "Give me the key to robot heaven," and she'd be like, "Oh, uh, okay," and then like she wouldn't fight her, and she'd go and upload herself, or wasn't that what she wanted? I'm not even sure. Um, yeah. Well. What you said about Ciroc, it's like uh, there. That's one of the big problems with this because I feel like they're like I said, no one feels like they have personalities, and when it's personal drama, it doesn't feel great either. Like when Hey Loris 
is you know upset about her family there, there's some interesting stuff there like that honestly at the end of the season i can look at that and go uh her starting to care about the family that she sort of adopted and tried to hide it, it, it within it's kind of some of the most interesting stuff in the season Agreed. because all the other stuff is just like setting up these intellectual arguments which i get that westworld wants to focus on like talking about these high concepts and like how they clash together but the problem is that there's no nuance the whole way through of the season it's like controlling people is bad Sirak is bad it doesn't actually ask any interesting questions at all about free will because the whole way through it's like isn't it fucked up that they did this with this big brain right yeah. and they're just keeping everyone down and then the more the season goes on you find out more fucked up things they did yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah it was bad all along cool uh so there was never this moment where you're like ah Sirak, like they they should have gone way more into the whole nuclear explosion in paris and all of that maybe to make us understand why this is all so important uh they just sort of mention it as a thing and as a motivation but then sorak has to be a mustache twirling villain which why the fuck is he that if sorak uh, is being told by the computer brain what to do at all times does he tell him to act super evil so no one will <laughs> yeah. trust him <laughs> <laughs> yeah does he tell uh, him to enjoy it to have like a nice grin and then but also like for for someone who we've seen a few times <clears throat> this season enjoy like getting his own hands dirty uh, but then like when they have Caleb he's like all right guards take this man out you know but it it's like almost like they've built up this moment where it should be Caleb that's like haha nice and he gets to just shoot I mean, I'm sorry Sirak is like aha nice and gets to just shoot Caleb in the head because he's done it a bunch of times and he loves doing it but now yeah. he's like, I'm going to go stand 10 feet over here while you go handle that um, as, you know, all the drama unfolds, all this drama. Uh, but, I mean, before that, we have Solomon, the, uh, the crazy AI. Um, that's fun, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's like parallel with him and his brother. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this that's like they have all the stuff that you add into a story at the end to make it like super good. Like they have a lot of the details that I think are like parallels and things visually and story-wise that are really cool, cool to sprinkle on top of a story once you have it figured out, but they don't have the good base story underneath is the problem. So like a few of them are like, yeah, there's a crazy robot AI uh, that they shut down that makes sense to me as a parallel to like the two brothers and one of them went crazy. And there's something interesting to be explored there about his brother going crazy, but it's just, we, we don't get the meat and heart of the story. We just get those parallels in the same way, as I mentioned, like, you know, we have all these humans, these outliers that for most of them, the therapy doesn't work. So we just froze them and like mid, that doesn't really matter to the story, but it does work as a parallel to all the mal malfunctioning hosts yeah. that they would keep in cold storage. You know, there's these visual type uh, correlations and cues that are like, wow, humans are just like yeah. uh, robots in a way. Get but then it? the story just outright says to you as well, like you're just like robots and it doesn't actually have any nuance. Um, so that's a real shame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but even like, I don't know. Why would they keep the Solomon around? Wouldn't they just be like, all right, this is bad. We got a working one. Was it a backup? But I guess he was, was he used for like the retraining uh, the, of the yeah. outlier? Maybe? I don't know. If he's crazy, so. maybe they shouldn't use the crazy one. 
<laughs> maybe. Well, maybe it was kept on ice just like uh, he kept his brother on ice. I don't know. Uh, I assumed he was used for the reprogramming of the pe- the mad people. But then why would you let a crazy AI reprogram crazy people to make them not crazy? I don't even know. Um, shout out. Yeah. So yeah. Shout outs to Keith Mars popping up in Westworld. Best character of the whole season. Enrico Colantoni. I don't know how to say it. He's Keith Mars on Veronica Mars. He was the guy that uh, that uh, Kid Cudi oh, yeah. and Caleb kidnapped. <laughs> Guy's just got charisma. Guy can just nail a part, whether it's a sleaze bag. If he's only in there for a few minutes, you buy it. He comes in, you buy that someone would that he'd be able to like sway someone, maybe, or at least make them second guess what's going on. Love that dude. He's one. He's on yeah. the. Uh, in my opinion, he on for TV dads. Put him on the Mount Rushmore TV dads. Get Bill Cosby <laughs> out of here. <laughs> well, yes, uh, yeah. I mean, speaking of that scene, that's in you know Caleb's backstory, um, and like you, you can't stack this many reveals. It just you, you stop caring as a viewer because there were. I swear there were like eight reveals. One per episode about Caleb's backstory not being what he thought it was. And I think that contributed to him walking around going, what? I but did what? What's Dolores doing? Like having no personality, etc. Because every time there's something new, like you can't just leave it at one step where, you know, they have the extra bit of backstory in one episode. No, it's like more and more. And then he trained at the park and he met Dolores at the park as well. And this guy that he caught up, he, this guy he caught, it wasn't actually in the war. You know, it was when he was back. That part kind of made sense. And then like just stacking more and more shit on top of it. Like actually, uh, you know, Russian insurgents, uh, they were hunting us as well, but they're using the robots. They're, they're using the, the fucking uh, missiles from outer space, which is the US system. So clearly the system is the one killing you off, but you're fine with that because you're reprogrammed and none of this actually happened because you were reprogrammed anyways. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm just ranting here, but like there were just too much, like none of those reveals were, were satisfying because it's just... It, we know by the time we get like a third reveal in Westworld, we're like, well, this clearly isn't the real reveal or like the final word on this. We got to have more bullshit with this. And even with all of this happening, you still have an episode where Aaron Paul runs around and is high and doesn't realize something about his past. I'm not yeah, saying they need yeah. to have it. Maybe it would indicate drugs are good and maybe that would be a bad thing. But like he... <laughs> He's high for a whole episode, Jim, and he doesn't remember anything about his past in that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you'd think it would maybe break through a little bit. He'd see flashes. No, no, no. Actually, he does see flashes because that, that's the one at the yeah, end. At the end of the yeah. episode, right? But again, yeah, at the end when he's, I guess, maybe is he high or is that the last scene? Remember that they hinted at? Who I remember. Uh, but, I mean, the whole thing about him being at the park and, like, saving the robots from being raped, it's like, oh, my God, dude. Like... Because there's still part of me that's like, yeah, they're just robots. He gives a fuck. But I guess <laughs> that's like missing the point of <laughs> Westworld. <laughs> but there's also this idea of like, if they do this training exercise and they just killed a bunch of robots, why are they hanging out with like, wouldn't they just hit a button and shut those robots down too? No, everyone's like, all right, you know, we got uh, a base camp in the morning. Everyone hit the sack. Like, not gonna turn on i don't know these are nitpicks it's like who cares but then like the it was so clear that dolores was gonna be there when they're talking about how you know they're at the park i guess they it's not completely subtle but then it is 
felt like a reveal later when they show her and it's like that's why i picked you you're like me you were reprogrammed and abused and i was reprogrammed and abused plus i have this poetic sensibility built into my programming that's why i want to have a person take down people yeah but so like you said that was the reveal for like why did dolores pick him and i don't have a problem with him like doing military training in the park or whatever uh, but like that was never a question that we asked that like that we fervently needed yeah. a poetic answer to why Dolores picked him more like what the fuck is going on. Uh, but they talk about that as well. But they length, also kind of already answered it because not yeah. only not only did it have to come down to that she saw him, you know, be a good guy once she also saw William be a good guy once. But uh, not o- not only did she see him be a good guy once, but before that, they already explained that he was like one of the only people or like the first people to be pre-programmed or whatever. Yeah. So like he is Dolores of people. So that should have been mm. enough. Like she did the research and was like, oh, that's me of people. Let's go. But then it was like, oh, my God, the me of people is actually that guy I met that time. Holy shit. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> another huge coincidence weird um yeah so they need they go get the plan for for revolution and i guess the plan is go to where the big robot brain is and plug dolores in there yeah uh i thought it was going to be something more complicated than that um but no they need to go there to get a plan for them to get inside there and at the in the last episode dolores says like the system's going to fight harder the the closer we get. And then some other people are coming up to them and she's like, don't worry, they're with us. And like, that's the only part where we see the system, as it were, fighting back, which is what you, like you said, we would have expected to see that all season instead of seeing just Sorak, who is a bumblefuck, by the way. Does Sorak do anything successfully against Loris this whole season? I guess he she yeah. he kills her once but uh, because Maeve kills her. But then she's just left there and they put the brain in a new thing anyway. So they very, very much fail at uh, making him a competent villain. Like he's, I I guess he kills some people here and there and he does threaten Maeve. But like, what does he actually even do? And what does the system do to make it a a, a real threat to our main characters? She only gets captured when it's part of the plan that she gets captured. Like she wants to get captured because she needs to be hooked to the computer in such a convoluted thing of like deleting her last memory uploads the kill switch or whoever the fuck knows. I saw flashing yeah. lights and she yelled. And then Sorak is just kind of like, ha ha ha, this is what happens. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary here. But even in my mind, someone who hasn't worked with Rehubom, I was like, oh, that can't be good for Rehubom, whatever just happened. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, Rehubom is like a... Um, just like a, I was going to say like a dog, but not even like a dog. It takes more to like have a dog, you know, uh, uh, lighten up to a new owner and a new master. It's literally just like, no, this is the guy. And then it's like, all right, well, I guess I am a computer, even though I was a supercomputer not too long ago, artificial intelligence that, you know, can, can contr- basically control fate, but they didn't build in any type of backdoor of like stopping someone else from being able to take control. I, whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, you're saying that the scene where is basically we have Dolores at one end of the table and Sorak at the other, and they're both like, here, boy, here, Robo. Yeah. Here, come on. <laughs> yeah, come and on, Robo. it goes to Dolores, and it's underwhelming. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, I do wonder, like, so there's another reveal, one of many, as we've said, at the end there where Aaron Paul is fighting really hard for this uh, thing to happen that he, you know, cares about now, uh, apparently. Um, and then it's revealed to him, like, oh, show the prediction for what will happen when you do this and the predictions like oh mass extinction event or so many people will die or whatever but i that's treated as a reveal but i feel like from his point of view they sent out this information to everyone and it's already caused a lot of chaos right and aaron paul is like shocked like oh my god she didn't tell me that this would cause chaos isn't that the whole thing that you've known all along and talked about the whole season about how the bringing down the control and stuff? The the reason for it is to, for there to be not chaos. And then he acts at the end like, oh my God, this prediction shows that bad things will happen if I do this. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and he totally doubts her and is like giving up hope. And then at the end, he's like, God, delete it anyway. But like, isn't his his perspective should surely be that like, I've been controlled and I know that I'm being kept down by this thing, right? I know I could reach higher if I wasn't being kept down. So I have to trust that this prediction is also incorrect yeah. because it's prediction predicting this end of the world scenario. Instead, he looks at that and is just flabbergasted and uh, totally kind of, he seems totally apathetic after that, even though he really cared about it beforehand. And again, his motivation is just very weak and they even mention how it's like oh it's just because it's a pretty face telling you what to do and i almost feel like the show confirms it as like yeah he was just following along and didn't really care all along yeah yeah um ah, yeah i don't know i don't okay. know dude i don't know about this show <laughs> i'm not sure yeah. about this show my guy um oh the maze was popping up that was fun right uh, I was reading. You didn't see like the spray painted maze like on the wall. No. Yeah, like during the riots, like the maze was being like it was like the, on protest signs and shit. And then okay. I was reading like interviews with um, Nolan and Joy, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, those were our hints." I guess you could see the maze in other scenes like earlier. It's like that was kind of hinting that. Dolores is pulling strings behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, but Dolores, she's not even behind the scenes. We've known yeah. that she's like controlling things and like they have that massive fortune and she's like hiring guns and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And going back to the other thing of like the system's going to fight back and yeah, the system fights back, but then she's like paying what three times whatever they're paying them. But then what, couldn't the system also be like, well, no, I have everything. I have the system. I'm the system. I could pay them. <laughs> Eight times more than what I'm paying him right now. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but. No, they just have those virtual assistants to just work it out. So, you know, um, whatever. So, oh, that's the other thing. So, yeah, like you were saying, like Dolores, like if if the show had balls, um, that should be the like Dolores as a character will exist, but Evan Rachel Wood is that was her swan song, which maybe it was. But mm -hmm. I, I the quotes I was reading is that they were saying stuff like, you know, the Dolores we knew, like that's that she's now gone. But that doesn't quite confirm like if if they were saying this is you know Evan Rachel's Wood goodbye, that would feel like a more of a moment. But I don't trust yeah. that 
she's not going to be back. But she, I mean, yeah, she's not going to be the Dolores we know. Oh, no. But she's going to be Dolores. But if they do just say like, no, we just have hail Dolores or whatever, then it kind of would feel like a real moment. Like because the, even if the character in name is around, the actress is gone. But I, I can't trust them that that's going to happen. So I, I don't feel anything. Maybe retroactively when season four is previews and they're like, nope, Evan Rachel Wood's gone. I'm going to, it's all going to hit me at once. Like, oh my God, the moment when she's in the field, that was great. And the other thing is hail Dolores. Why can she now haunt Dolores and have all this power? Where did that come from? Um, I I forget. So, what is this? What does Hale Dolores do to haunt her? Like, no, remember, like, her brain? yeah, she just shows up in the street mm. and starts talking shit. And then, because Kate was oh, like, "What are you doing? Who are you talking to? What's going on?" But then she. Well, she... I don't. I don't know about that, Jim. But I did want to touch on what you said there. Okay. That like maybe it's the end of uh, uh, Evan Rachel Wood being in this. Um, they may say that. But much like you, I won't believe it because maybe maybe she won't be main star, but you got to know there's going to be flashbacks. You got to know yeah. we, we see Hey Loris in a simulation and now she looks like Dolores mm. again. You got to know she's because it's like because there's not enough of a base. I'm sorry to say uh, for a solid base for the show to stand on that they live on those moments where like in episode four of the next season, it's going to end with like a shot of uh, Dolores and everyone's like, holy shit, Dolores is back and Reddit goes crazy. Um, Like there's no way she's never on the show again, though. I would, I would be okay with that. Even if they just went and said like, nah, she's not going to be part of the main cast anymore. Like say it at least, even if it's not true, we're going to forget it by the time the next season's out in three years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, cause I mean, that's very similar to William. And Ugh. what a shit. Oh, don't get me started on William. <laughs> what a shit journey that William had. And completely understand Ed Harris's um, frustration with being on this show uh, because he has. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really like the moment when he's in. Um, I think it's when you like the part you mentioned when he's got his like $20,000 the whiskey or whatever. And then the guy's yeah. like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to fucking save the world. I love that, and I kind of I would more prefer if he was this fucking variable out there running amok, doing ever whatever the fuck, thinking he's saving the world, but he's actually ruining things. But no, like, and even his post credit scene is hilarious too, because he's walk- scene. he's yeah. walking up to the building and he's going, you know what the fuck they're doing in there? Like, <laughs> he's a ranting lunatic. <laughs> He's yelling at just random like interns that are outside the Delos building. And he's like, you know what they do in this place? They do fucked up shit. And he walks in and he's what? Like yelling at the guy. Yeah. He's yelling at the the secretary, shoots that guy, uh, the security guy or whatever, heads down. And then he just gets killed. Yeah. Uh, So like imagine season one, right? Season one is all about Dolores and the man in black. I mean, yeah, no, Arnold, there's a lot going on in season one if we're comparing. Um, But like imagine season one and then you go like, yeah, this guy, William, who was in this whole season, he's going to die in a post-credit season, like post-credit scene in season three. Because the whole season it's going to be like, ooh, is he a robot? Is he being controlled? Is he going insane? And then like, nah, we're, 
he's going to be dead now. He's going to get motivation towards the end of the season because throughout the season, he's not going to have a clear motivation. And then he's going to go, fuck this. I'm going to fuck everything up. And then he's going to immediately be killed and be replaced by a robot. And uh, we're going to get to see a view of millions of hosts being created. And I assume that they're all going to be Williams running around so we can once and for all (laughs) have an answer to the question whether William is a robot. Uh, He is now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they confirmed that he wasn't a robot by having a robot version of himself uh cut his own cut his throat um and last they pick up next season and it's like he wakes up and he's like wait i've been a robot (laughs) and i was killed by another robot version of myself uh yeah like bizarre and then i guess we see bernard covered in dust to show that we're probably in for a time jump eh yeah, but I mean, that's like a motel or whatever he's in. So um, I suppose it could have been at any time. Like, I, it gets dusty quick in those old homes. But yeah, a time jump would be good, I suppose. That's uh, quite a bit. Amongst, uh, that's quite a bit of dust. Do you think it's going to be like Terminator future next uh, season? Might as well be. We already had Terminator <laughs> Dolores. I, I mean, it, and not, I don't even want to get into like that a maid never opened that door or... <laughs> Or like looked in like who's this guy? This is a guy passed out in here. Uh, It's a dead guy in the bathtub. He did bleed out. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the other thing. I was waiting for the camera to pan, and Stubbs is still like giving the finger to to Bernard, (laughs) covered in dust. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, bro. Uh, So I guess this just leaves us with one last question, Jim, which is, is this the last episode of Westworld Theories? Are we just not going to do the next one? Because I don't know if anyone enjoys hearing us rant about this. I mean, mean, it's cathartic, but, you know. We can't be jerks like this and do more episodes. Uh, I'll probably, in my personal life, I'll watch it. Maybe if I'm like, hey, this is great, maybe I'll do something on it. But I mean... Uh, I'm sure people that like the show don't want to hear this, and like we can't just come in every week and be like, "Do you know what else sucks?" Like, so I mean, it's not a service. We're not providing a service to anyone. The only service we're providing are to other people. If you are like as frustrated as us, it's like sometimes I'll listen to a discussion like this, and I'll be like, "Yeah, exactly. That sucked." Hell yeah. yeah. These guys are right. <laughs> well, yeah, I think maybe a lot of people got that cathartic thing from, say, our Game of Thrones discussions yeah. uh, at the end of Game of Thrones where we were like, well, this was fucked up and so was this. And as did a million other podcasts. But like that I get. But I can't imagine people feeling the same way we're feeling right now being really excited for the next season of Westworld when it comes out. Cause I feel like there's already been a significant drop in interest in Westworld. And then at the start of this season, it was like, Oh, now they're going to do a new thing. And are, and I mean, just listen to the first episode when I'm talking about, it, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in like, give it to me. Let's do it. Future world. And then like slowly getting bogged down and like, oh, I guess they just on their, on their back on their bullshit again. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't imagine a lot of people are like, fuck yeah, when the next season starts. But if you're like that and you think the next season is great, let us know. Maybe we'll we'll cover it. But like I I say the same that like at this point, I don't think those people who who are like, yeah, it sucked. You tell them, James and Jacob. (laughs) I don't think they're going to watch the next season or want to hear a podcast on it. So let us know if I'm wrong. You can let us know by leaving a review of Westworld Theories on your podcatcher of choice to search for Westworld Theories. Um. Or send us your thoughts on Westworld to shows what you know show at gmail.com. 
You can, of course, also go to showswhatyouknow.com. As I mentioned earlier, we do discuss a lot of shows that we actually enjoy. Um, But you'll find there among them would be our Cobra Kai podcast. We actually really like Cobra Kai. And we're talking about every episode on there on No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. Uh, There's also Gilead Gazette discussing The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Of course, Blank Meets Blank, where we make up our own television shows. Cut to Black, where we discuss every single episode of The Sopranos, a great show that makes you think everything else is bullshit. So I recommend not watching it or you'll have a hard time getting back into regular tv um but yeah there's a lot of stuff on there is what i'm saying absolutely a lot of great stuff please check it out even if you liked westworld and kind of hate us now because (laughs) we're you know nitpicking and being assholes um check out our other shows uh you know (laughs) i I promise you Uh, but i think there's just one more thing left to say jacob oh what's that fuck you bernard (laughs) 